Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. If you're interested in leadership and ministry coaching, go to busypastor.org slash coaching. Join the Busy Pastor community today by going to busypastor.org, filling out the form, and you will receive more free resources, starting with our Fab Five resource, helping you determine the five things only you can do. Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Greg Gibson. I'm joined by my co-host Trent Stewart, the lead pastor at Foothills Church. And today's going to be a fun conversation. Man, we're talking about leading a building campaign. (laughs) It sounds so exciting. It sounds so exciting. (laughs) I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I think guys are thinking about it. They're if they're not thinking about it now, they're going to be aspiring to it in the future. And I want to get right into the content with you because you have a lot of experience with this. In fact, we find ourselves in one right now here at Foothills Church. That's right. Uh, but I want to I want to uh, draw that experience out of you as we begin. So yeah, yeah. Talk about your experience with facilitating campaigns like this. Well, kind of going back to when we first started as a church, we were looking for a facility, and so we were looking at several different buildings at that time, and looking at even land. How could we, you know, do something there? But that was pretty much financially out of the, the equation. So we were really looking for a building that we could lease or renovate and it landed on a school. And then so, you know, that in and of itself is, is, is tough to create, you know, really relational environments and appeasing environments in a school. And specifically right. for us, it was a gym where we had to uh, set up and take down for our services on Sunday. So that's tough, but you know, that's not a campaign, but that is that there's, there's a lot to that, that, you know, resonates with or, or relates to uh, buildings and how to do those well. And then we did find a building and it was already built. And so we spent you know, a lot of time renovating it. And then um, we uh, actually started a a few years ago, the campaign to build our current auditorium. So we built um, a a facility for our auditorium and for some um, meeting space and that kind of thing. And now today, what you were referencing a second ago is that we're back to the first building we bought and and half of that building we hadn't renovated. And so now we uh, started about six months ago that renovation process, and so uh, been through uh, several, you know, tweaks, renovations, um, campaigns. How do we pay for it? How? Why do we need it in the first place? How do you cast the vision? All that kind of stuff is comes into play, and so yeah, it's been a been a journey the last ten years. Yeah. So how long did we do set up and tear down at the school? Two years. Two years of early mornings. Oh yeah, grind. Yep. Uh, lots of volunteers, an army of volunteers setting mm-hmm. and tearing down. Tell the story about how we found the building. Yeah, yeah. So we were looking constantly. You know, when you're in a temporary space, your head's always on a swivel. You know, looking. Hopefully, right. you've you've entrusted you know some a realtor to help you find some things as well. And so, I was going to. There was a college that was building a campus uh, down the, the the highway, and so I was going to that campus to look at it to see if it was going to have any space. It wasn't even finished yet. And so as I'm driving down the road, I passed this family entertainment building that is was in our city, and uh, it was a bowling alley, restaurant, arcade, massive 30,000 square foot building. And so I'm driving by it, and it's in the middle of the day, and nobody's there. Nobody's parked in the parking lot. The lights are turned off, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. You know, I wonder what's going on there. Yeah. 
And so go to the school, walk around for 10 minutes. This isn't it. It's not going not gonna to happen. And as I'm driving back to uh, our offices at, at that time, I'm coming back by the building and I'm seeing it dark again. And I just felt like, man, go, let's go investigate. Go check that out. So I pull in and uh, I knock on the front door. I walk around the whole building. It's obviously empty. And immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, this place <laughs> has gone out of business. Uh-huh. And I think God wants us to buy it. And so I remember going back to the office, so excited, shared with you, some other staff members at that time, like, hey, this is it, you know, and immediately get to the phone and try to figure out who owns it, what the situation is. And by by that evening, I had talked to the owner and we were already kind of beginning a negotiation about what this could look like. And so the rest is kind of history, but God just... God just really opened up that opportunity. After I came back to the office and shared everything, we actually drove back over to the building that day. We laid hands on the building and we just prayed and we just said, God, if this is where you want us to be, you know, give it to us. Right. Let us work it out. Open up the doors, and we we just asked him that day to give us that that building in, and he did. Yeah, I, I remember that that like it was yesterday in so many ways. Um, and so, I, go kind of drawing some more details uh, from you out of these campaigns, just so just so our our listeners can visualize, you know, what you're talking about here. So when we bought this building, it was a shell of a building, mm-hmm. and what were the first renovations that we did uh, to this building? Well, there were like 35 bowling lanes, <laughs> and so they, uh, they that none of them worked. None of them worked. None of them worked. Um, and so they had to spend a lot of time taking those out. I think somebody bought them, and they um, the previous owner sold them to somebody. So that took a while. But the first thing that we did was we we needed some. Um, space to like actually have the auto, you know, the service on Sunday. And so we set up a stage, we, we hung some lights, we hung, you know, a little, little bit, some speakers and, and yeah. tried to make an environment there, you know, pipe and drape yep. and, uh, you know, got, got some chairs. I think one of our pr- first purchases was like chairs and like, we finally can own chairs. <laughs> and so, um, we set that up and then it was an open, uh, part of the building. So that, that worked on the other side though, you know, there weren't a ton of rooms for kids and that kind of stuff. So we just kind of makeshifted any, any space that had walls and doors we used for kids. And, and uh, it, it worked for a season, but as we grew, we quickly needed to build out kid space. Yep. And so we, we had to have something, you know, more substantial. And so that, that, there's where we start talking about vision and how do we raise the support and and get people excited about giving to that yeah as well as you know later came the auditorium yeah and so um as i talk about it it's like you know you get you get the building but it's not like you flip it in three months and then boom you're ready to go right for us it was like a little bit at a time you know it's kind of like eating an elephant one bite at a time in sections of the building that we renovated and you know we we've flipped houses and lived in houses that we flipped. So it's like, okay, now we're going to focus on the, the master bathroom. And then six yeah. months later, okay, let's, let's work on the bedrooms and <laughs> six months later, you know, and so that's kind of what we did with the church yeah. and uh, worked out. Yeah. So we, we kind of fit ourselves into it in the beginning and uh, kids were in different rooms. We were worshiping in one really, one of the biggest kind of open spaces. Yeah. If you, yeah. yeah. Like you said, put up some lights, put up a stage. And uh, then, as we outgrew that, we ran a campaign to to build out the auditorium, and uh, that was well, a, 
and even before that, we when we were in the school, we started a campaign to actually get the building. The building. That was yeah. the first campaign. Mm-hmm. You remember the name of that campaign? Foothills, I love you. Foothills, I love you. <laughs> yep. I remember the yeah. t-shirts. Get the t-shirts. We had the old deal. It's fantastic. Yep. And and so uh, a part of that was building out kids' space uh, as well. And so we finally had after. After we had the auditorium, we finally had kids' space. That yeah, well, the kids' space came first, and uh, the auditorium okay, was that's was, right. was second. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it was all kind of in motion. You yeah, know? we what we did was we built we built some rooms for kids, and then we built like the wall that was going to go into the auditorium, but. You, there was nothing. There's nothing in it. There was nothing yeah, in it for, for like a year. Yeah, just because we didn't have you know the money to to build it out yet, and so yeah, which is frustrating. You know, as pastors, we're like leaders, and so we want to go, 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 and right. get it done and check it off. And so you know, sometimes with buildings and and that kind of thing, it's it's obviously God's timing, but it's also you know you have to be patient through the process. Yeah, and uh, absolutely, I, I think that's a, a huge part of it, and. and um, from there, how long were we in that space? Do you remember the uh, auditorium? The auditorium. Yeah. Once we got into that, we were we were in that for a good three years. Three years, three to four years, because we were, you know, we went from two services and we did three services for for two years, and so um, we uh, finally were able to yeah you know, start building our current uh, facility. Yeah, three services. I remember eight thirty. 10 and like 11 30 service 30 yeah right that was, that's like tough that. and there's that's some guys tough. out there they're preaching three in a row or yeah. multiple or more, more than that yeah and that's tough that, that takes tough. a toll we, we're in two services right now yep and then uh and then before um we left and were sent to dc to plant uh i was a part of the process of the new building so mm-hmm. then you then you created a whole nother campaign yeah for the the worship space that we're in now mm-hmm yeah, and so it was, you know, what do we want that to look like, and uh, how... Yeah, how, first we had to buy the land, right? Did we own the land at the time? We did not. Okay. And so we had to get the, get the land, and yeah. then we had to uh, get the, you know, the plan, what's it going to look like, what's going to be inside of it, how big, how small, what, you know, what's parking look like, and, yeah. you know, there's just a million questions you have to be ready for, and and so I think that's... You know, if you're going to be busy and with the right things, you obviously step into a whole nother world when you start talking about buildings and renovations and that kind of thing, because you're also still busy with preaching and teaching and leading and your family and everything else. And so it can get very complicated. Yeah, it can be all consuming for sure. And so uh, we finished this. We the building that we're actually recording this in now, and this is the our worship center, our, our auditorium, and um, Foothills has been worshiping in this building for how many years now? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, what we've been talking about the campaign we're in is is that building we previously bought, mm-hmm. completely renovating. Finally, after more than a decade. Well, there there will actually be one more renovation to that one more after after this it's a smaller one but there will be one tweak of what we we've got to do to another quarter of the building of the building it's close it's It's, close it's close (laughs) and that'll be our our kids and students and next gen and family ministries and and all that stuff and and so so yeah so i i wanted to draw that out of you because i wanted our listeners to see um the foothills journey 
in this and your experience in, in leading uh, this campaign. And I'm sure everyone listening is like, all right, uh, I have a million questions, and, and now I want to get down to those details and mm-hmm. start drawing some things out of you. So um, after after we talked about your experience in facilitating building campaigns, uh, let's spend some time talking about the front end of the kind of the bell curve here of if we're going to do something like this, well, how do you even cast vision for it in the mm-hmm. first place? Yeah. And uh, so so let's talk about casting vision, developing mm-hmm. a vision, being compelling, and, uh, you know, and those types of things and, and your experience there. Yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean, just like Nehemiah, it starts with the burden, mm-hmm. you know, what what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Um, and so, you know, when you're in a, a facility that's not yours, it's, it's, it's not a permanent facility, you know, I think most guys are, they're looking, you know, you're, you're always looking, maybe, maybe you feel like you're going to be in that space forever and that's fine. But a lot of us, you know, when we're in that space, if you're just starting out or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for how, how are we going to take our next step? And so it starts with that burden. It starts with that you know, that idea of what could be and what should be uh, in our community and, you know, having a, a permanent building for us was a big deal because in yeah. our area, there had been a lot of churches start and end. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, there was a vibe that, ah, oh, this is this is just going to be a flash in the pan, another church it's going to start and then fade out. But, you know, once you have a building, you know, a, a permanent spot, then in our context, you're more solidified, like, okay, this is actually a real church. Um, and so that's not everywhere, but at least that was the vibe that we felt here. And so, you know, we've got we've to obviously start with prayer. We don't want to run ahead of God to try to get, it's not about buildings and, you know, it's not about coming to church. It's about being the church. Right. I under, we understand all of that. The church is not the four walls that we're in. Uh, the church is made up of God's people. And so I, on the front end, always tried to make that very, very clear. Like, it's not about buildings. It's not about butts and seats. It's not about growing a big church. Uh, this is about creating environments where we can preach and share the gospel where young people can gather, we can disciple them, where we can baptize people, where we can gather together as God's church, all of these great things that we do when we gather. Um, But we also wanted to create environments that were, you know, appeasing. We wanted them to be welcoming and warm and up to date and and just felt, you know, good when you walked in. And so many churches and, and, and even, you know, where I pastored my first church, it's like you walk in and it's just like, wow, this feels dreary. It smells, it's not inviting, you know, young people aren't drawn to these kinds of environments. And, and so we, we tend not to spend money on updating like we should as a church. And, you know, you could criticize and say, well, that's materialistic and it shouldn't matter. Well, you're right. It shouldn't matter, but it actually does matter to the world. And so, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a, you know, we want our space to be and feel good. And we also, you know, want new people that walk in to mm-hmm. see it and, you know, resonate and be like, okay, this is, this feels good. And I can, I can, I can feel this vibe out, you know, and if it turns people off before you even get them into the service, then you're already fighting an uphill battle. And the spiritual warfare is already strong. I say, hey, let's let's make it look nice, you know, and and uh, f- 
fight the other battles, you know, in prayer. Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, and I, I think as, as we started, you know, you mentioned a moment ago, Nehemiah, I mean, he's, his burden, you know, or his vision came from his burden. And, and then he spent three months praying and yeah. fasting and mourning and coming up with a strategy yeah. before, you know, before he even pitched it to the king. You exactly. Know? <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's, that's key. It was three months for him. It was many, many months for us. Right. Um, and it's, it might be many guys that are listening or folks listening. It's like, it feels maybe like forever that God's not opened those doors. But I think the strategy part is a big deal. And so part of the strategy isn't just like a, a you know, the drawings of what you're going to do. Cause if you don't even know where you're going, you can't, you can't do a drawing, but what you can do is you can start clarifying why are we doing this? Right. Why are we doing this? And then why are we doing it right now? You know, cause, cause that's, that's, that's key when you're communicating to your people. If you're asking them to give or to go or to do this, you want to give them why and then why we need to do it now. Right. And so, in other words, what happens if we don't do it right now? And so come up with things that, you know, and how you would answer that question. If we, if we wait, this is what's going to happen. If we don't take our shot, this is what, you know, could potentially happen. But here's what could happen if we do go for it, if we do give, if we do um, this. And so uh, that's, that's casting vision. You know, you're getting people to yes. think and you're getting people to dream about what could be and uh, so that's that's important, and and as you do that, you you're you're establishing buy-in, right? You know, people need to like buy in. You know, your staff need to buy in. Your your you know the people, the small group leaders or Sunday school teachers, the the leaders in your church need to buy into that. That might take several coffee meetings and lunches or dinners to your house or whatever. And so you want the people to like buy in and be like, yeah, that's that's what we want. That's that is right. going to be good. And so. As you build that buy-in, as you build that, you know, energy, then, you know, you're starting to, you know, determine, okay, we might be able to pay for this. You right. know, we, we could really, we could really start asking for this. And so, you know, that's when you start thinking about campaign. I hate the word campaign. We've done three years and, you know, now we do like a one-year commitment. We mm -hmm. don't call it a campaign. Um, we just kind of found that the, the, this was, you know, eight 10 years ago when we started Foothills I Love You, that was a three-year campaign. But after doing that, it was like, well, people don't know what they're going to spend next month, let alone in three years. So that's kind of an old school way of doing it, I think. So now what we do is a one-year commitment. You're going you're gonna, to, here's my regular offering, and right. here's, here's what my over and above commitment towards the vision offering is what we call it. Uh, to do X, Y, and Z. And so we're always real clear. This is what we're focusing on this year. Yep. And, um, you know, so after that first three year, then it became like a one year. This year, we're focusing on the kids space that we're going to build. Um, you know, maybe the next time is, hey, we're still doing that. So we got it. We're <laughs> still giving towards that. Yeah. Uh, then it was an auditorium or a building. And, and now it's our, our renovation project that uh, you talked about earlier. And so you start to get that buy-in, but you're determining how you're going to do it as you create this strategy. And and um, when you begin to create this strategy, you're thinking about a sermon series because 
you want to be you, you want to teach the Bible on why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So very great commission, evangelistic. This is why we're doing this. We're doing this for people who are not here yet. We're right. doing this for people who need Jesus, who are lost, marriages are broken. That is ha- that really has to be the burden. Yeah. You know, if we care about our city, if we care about the people in this community, then we want them to hear the gospel. We want them to uh, engage with our church, and, and, and so we want to serve them in that way. And so that sermon series is big, and identifying clearly, you know, here's what we're trying to do, and, and not overcomplicate that, right? and not give 20 different things. We're trying to do this and this and this and this, all for the glory of God. Well, it's like, whoa, that's overwhelming. Give me three tops. But it might just be one thing that you need to focus on, and that, that's, that's great. Um, but as you do this, you're also, at the same time, enlisting help. So you, you need a realtor uh, helping you, you know, understand the market, where some availabilities are coming. You need to get the word out through that realtor network uh, to identify you know, some space. And so uh, you need that. You need an architect mm-hmm. that you trust. You need a, a contractor that you trust. And most importantly, you're most likely going to be borrowing money. So you need a bank that Mm -hmm. will give you some markers of, yes, we will give you this amount of money um, based on your budget and your debt to income ratio. And, you know, based on what you've got in savings, we can we can give you this much. And if you need more, then you're going to need to raise, you know, this amount. And so then you start to kind of narrow down on the kind of budget that you have. And that really is is uh, up to God. That is, you, you might say, well, shouldn't that be first? Um, shouldn't you figure out what you can afford? Well, maybe. Uh, but if you know, looking back on ours, we we didn't have the money to do any of that. Uh, we had to cast vision. We had to preach the gospel and get people excited. And, and God did some growth there. And then you know, He provided the resources. And so. We always tend to think in ministry that the hardest part is money, and pastors are bad about this because mm-hmm. you know it's it's just like they're always trying to get a freebie, and they're always you know kind of in that mentality that is a, a scarcity mentality. There's not enough money. There's not enough money. There's not enough money. You know, and it's like, well, we serve a God who has cattle on the, you know thousand hills, right? And so, money is is the least of our worries. That shouldn't stress you out. Um, God's going to provide the resources that you need. So you do your part. And your part is to cast vision, preach, and share the gospel and disciple people. And uh, eventually those resources will begin to fall into play. And as they do, now, you know, banks are listening and their ears are open and then they're more willing to help you. But you want to get that help all kind of in line, you know, before you find a building, before you have, you know, any, any, um, plan to build because you want to establish those relationships and things can move quickly. You know, if you, if there's a a space that comes available, a business shuts down and boom, you want to be able to go look at it that day. You want to be able to email your architect and, and forward him the, the, you know, the PDF of the plan and say, can we get an auditorium that seats X amount? And can we get you know, X amount of rooms for our nursery and right. kids space in this space and let him go to work because he, he's going to de- help you determine if that's even going to be a possibility. Um, and so all of that team needs to be in play and you, you need to be ready to 
push play when God opens those doors? Yeah, I think in our experience, we've seen time and time again, right, that, that giving and generosity follows vision. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned ago, your vision is, is, is always the answer to the problem. So if you're a small church pastor, and, and I know there's a lot of church planters who are even listening to this and are in the kind of the setup and tear down mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we planted... You know, in D.C., we were doing the same thing, set up and tear down. We're trying to get into a permanent facility, right? And and it's the opposite of here. This, you know, in, in D.C., it's very transient. People are, if you're in a big city and you're listening to this, you're probably, you know, experiencing the, the transient nature of your context. Um, but that that compelling vision was, you know, still allowed us to move to that next step. Yeah, I mean, it's all about that vision yeah. and, and you believing that this is the direction that we need to go. And again, I don't think we do it because we want big, beautiful, nice, but it's not about building uh, and it's not about being in a building. But at the same time, it's, it is, you know, important to have a space. Right. So whatever space you're going for, whatever space is, is your vision, then you, you're going to have to cast that vision to, you know, to allow people to give towards that. And, and yeah. so I, I think that's, you know, when we prepare, when we have all those things in place, now we're, now we're waiting for God to open up those doors. Right. And um, when, when he does, you're able to, you know, to, to step through those and, and faithfully, you know, continue to raise that support and raise, raise the resources that are necessary. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I, I think whatever, whatever stage that you're at as a pastor, uh, whether you're a church planter, you know, trying to get into a permanent place or you're t- trying to take your, your church now to the next step or reno- even renovate a building, um, listen, uh, we're for you. That's why this podcast is here. We want you to be busy with the right things. Um, and we want to walk alongside of you um, and, and, and be able to, to serve you in that way as well. So you can go to busypastor.org slash coaching. Uh, let us know if we can help you in any way and walk with you as you're leading your church into this um, this important season as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is a fun conversation. Next week, we're going to pick it back up, continuing to talk about uh, leading our church in this way. And uh, we're excited to see what God has in store for us. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. Join the Busy Pastor community today by going to busypastor.org and filling out the form. You'll receive more free resources, starting with our Fab Five resource, helping you determine the five things only you can do. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at BusyPastor. If you liked today's episode, subscribe to The Busy Pastor and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. For more resources, join the Busy Pastor community by going to busypastor.org. The Busy Pastor podcast is produced by Andrew Lindstrom, video production Jake Tipton, audio engineer Brian Papik, music by Brandon Sharp, and graphics by Zach Shaddix. See you next week. Until then, let's be busy with the right things. Thank you so much for tuning into our YouTube page. Hit subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to comment below. New episodes come out every Thursday. For more content and to join the Busy Pastor community, visit busypastor.org.